I want to spend a little bit of time just sharing with you just some of my thoughts. Nothing is going to, that I'm going to present on the screen will be new to you. It'll be very simple, but very straightforward in the things that we have before us as we begin our labors together. And so we have our new beginnings, and we can look at Philippians chapter 3, just as was read for us. And I want to reread again verse 13 and 14 as we begin. The Apostle Paul is talking about the fact that we have nothing of which we can boast. Nothing. If there's any boasting that we can have, it is in the Lord Jesus Christ. And all those things that we could, that we could say, just as Brian was mentioning in the scripture reading, the things that are helpful to us, those are only because of the, the red blood that was shed on the cross. Because all the things that we have, all the accolades that we can look back that we might have gained in this world, they're nothing. Absolutely nothing. What we have is a new beginning in Christ Jesus. That's why we are a new creation in Christ. And so in verse 13 he says, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press for the goal, for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. He's not saying you can't forget things. What he's saying is, he's not looking behind, he's moving forward. And in some ways, there's that principle for us in the things that we're doing is we work forward or move forward together because, in a sense, we are going through in the beginning. Y'all and us as one. And I'm going to give you bonus points if you find a little theme within each and one of these slides. It's one of the words that will stand out. It's a bonus point. If you guys get that, you're better than me because I didn't get it until after I got done with the sermon outline. So if you get that, really good. But we're beginning a new era. And I like to think that with what Edwin is doing in Brownsburg and what Matt Allen is doing in Ohio and whoever was in Ohio, wherever he may be, it sounds like a round robin in, in a way. But there is a new era in each and one of these congregations, and yet, really nothing has changed. The new era is, however, among us. And so, I'm wanting to share with you the things that we have in common, the things that are going on here at Franklin. And the very thing that the lawyer was asking to Jesus Christ is what we apply to ourselves today. Remember the lawyer in Matthew 22, in verse 35 and 36, when he says, Teacher, you know, what's the great commandment? And Jesus says, well, what's your reading of the law? And then he quotes out of the old law about loving the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and loving your neighbor as yourself. And that's exactly what Jesus was saying. At least in Matthew's account, Jesus gives them, or gives him, that statement. And that's what we're doing here. That's what we ought to be doing. That we love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, and mind, and we love our fellow man. Sometimes we get part of that problem mixed up with the solution. The problem that we see is we, we look at man and, and we see that that person needs to be saved, but we don't spread the good news to them. We just look down, if you will, upon them, going, oh, I can't believe they're in, in that sin. When, when I look at myself and I look at every one of you here, we're all guilty of it. We're all in the same boat. The difference is, and I was telling this to our neighbor just two nights ago, I said the difference is we have... Lost sinners and saved sinners. That's the difference. Those saved by the blood of Jesus and those who have not yet. And so, we're looking at, at 
the work that goes on here at Franklin, and that's what I have as a responsibility as a Christian who evangelizes the gospel. Sounds almost redundant saying that. But that's what we're talking about. Spreading the good news to those who need it. And so that's one of the things that we're looking at. And, and the thing is that when I serve the Lord, just as you, I'm going to fail in many ways. I'm not trying to put myself down. I just realize that's the fact of life. There are going to be things that I will do that with all the, the good qualities that God has blessed me with. And I'd like to think that God is the one, because He's doing the blessing, that I can appreciate all the good things that He's done through me, through my wife, through my children, through each one of you. We're all going to fail at some point because of our weakness, because of our flesh. And so there'll be times when I'll disappoint you. There'll be times when you'll disappoint me. But we'll still be saved by the blood of Jesus. Every one of us. I remember the, the first time I disappointed one of the brethren in Fayetteville. Miss Mary told me, I don't know what she told me, but for four weeks straight she told me something that I need to remember. And I told you one of my weaknesses, I forget. And for some, that's not like a big deal until you're the one I'm forgetting. And maybe what I've forgotten, you might be very, you know, this is important to you. And I remember on that fourth week, she wrote on my hand what I needed to remember. And now that I can appreciate. So you might have to send some emails or some phone calls. We're getting a number established this week. You need to call and remind me. Or, or, you can go see Julie. <laughs> she does a much better job of remembering. But the point is that I'm going to fail you at times. And I know you'll fail me at times. We'll, we'll fail before our Lord. But we're going to strive with our very best to serve him. And so what we're looking at are some things that we're going to do together over the next, hopefully, many, many years, Lord willing. The first thing that I want us to understand, and, and I heard it this morning, and it was great, singing songs, praising God's name. I was very uplifted listening to our brother lead us in prayer this morning. Straight from the heart. We're going to be worshiping our, our God. Paul said, we worship our God in the Spirit of God. And we're the true circumcision. That's who we are. Those who love the Lord with all our heart, soul, and mind, when we sing songs to the Lord, we sing from the depth of our heart. We're not just singing and hitting notes. We're not just singing and just making sure that every word was pronounced exactly the way it's supposed to be. I mean, those things are mechanically what we strive to do. We want to do that. But we're praising our God. That's what we're focused on doing. We're worshiping Him. And so that's the first thing that I want us to understand is that as we worship the Lord every Sunday, every Wednesday, every day of the week, like Romans 12 says, we're daily sacrifices, living sacrifices unto the Lord. We're worshiping Him. That's our reasonable service, we are told. That we'll do it from our hearts. Every one of us. Brethren, when, when it sounds like we're dying when it's supposed to be a song that's so uplifted, we're going to have to review this right here. But when we sing from the bottom of our hearts, it sounds so wonderful to our ears, and how much more to our God. The other thing that we're going to be doing together is evangelizing. I believe that's the weakest area of any congregation in the United States. For, and I say that generally speaking. There are going to be congregations that are on fire, always preaching the gospel everywhere. It sounds like Acts chapter 8. 
where the brethren went everywhere preaching the word. That's our goal here. It's always been the goal of the Lord. That we go and seek and save those who are lost, right? That's what Jesus did when he sent his disciples out in Matthew 28, just before he ascended into heaven. He said, go into all the world. Make disciples. Teach them everything that I've commanded you. And I will bless you. I'll be with you always, he said. And so we, we will search for those who are seeking. And there are many who have. I've already met two neighbors on our, well, one on our street and one of the, their friends who have been familiar with the Lord's church. And we got to talk for a while. And this is one of those things we want to be doing every day with all of our family and friends and neighbors and co-workers. And we don't have to do it in that, that style that says, you know, if you don't knock on doors, you're not really going forth. You can go forth in all kinds of different ways. We just want to go forth. Go forth. I want you to be so in love with the Lord that you have no hindrance at all of talking about the Lord to every soul you come across. Brethren, when we do that, this building is going to be so packed, we can't help but have to do one of many options. Starting work further in other areas in this, this part of Franklin, uh, or in Williamson County, or Murray County, or whatever county that I don't know about around here. <laughs> but I love that. But we need to be evangelizing. We need to be seeking and saving the very souls the way we were sought after. The other thing that I wanted us to be able to do, of course, I, I forget who I told this to. You probably already know. If not, I know Phil does because he calls me every day still. <laughs> and I appreciate it, Phil. Except for when you're waking me up with a song, that's kind of over the top there. <laughs> but one thing I've learned, as much as I've loved the brethren in Fayetteville, for these 15 years and forevermore. I'm just looking at Fayetteville, South Fayette, right here, just different names, different faces, same brothers and sisters in Christ. You all have been so edifying just to us and the things that I've been hearing with one another. I mean, if they got a call from a brother in Christ saying, let's go visit our brother in jail, that was overwhelming for me to hear that. To have brothers and sisters wait in the door as we walk in to greet, that's encouraging. Can you imagine the visitors that feel the same way? I can see why y'all are edifying each other and how we can work together in edification. We're told in Ephesians chapter 4, when you read verses 11 through 16, how God gave some to be apostles, prophets, pastors, and teachers, evangelists, all for the work of ministering, that is, to serve. But notice what the goal was? To build us up together that we're not going to be tossed to and fro. When we're together, edifying one another through the truth of God's Word, brethren, this church will grow strong. And if it's not already strong, um, if it is already strong, it'll be even stronger. Because whenever perfect, we're just being perfected through Christ. And so we strive to, to edify each other. And of course, what is really encouraging to me is a number of you as, as brethren have been pointing me out to some of the visitors, and I'm looking at some, how wonderful. You know what? Because visitors, if you're here, and I've, been, no, I've forgotten your names, <laughs> and I'm just looking at some of you right now, but I can tell you one thing. You are pointing out because brethren here want me to get to know you. I'm just laying all the cards on the table, and I'm hoping that we can get to know each other 
if you're moving to the area, or if you're laboring for the Lord and considering what the work here versus any other work, wherever you choose, know that you have brethren here who will love you and care for you. I can speak already from personal experience. That's the case for us. And so we want to edify each other in this regard. And I want you to know if you've not been purchased by the blood of Jesus, go ahead and read Luke chapter 15 and 16. And I hope you'll come talk to me after that. Because the Lord is waiting as a father who loves his lost son. I pray that you'll come to the Lord. Death is too too unexpected on our end. We just don't know when it's going to come. It can come right during the service. We want to edify you as brothers and sisters in Christ if you come to the Lord. But here's the bottom line. The bottom line is whatever we're going to be doing around here, brethren, it's not because look at what we have done. Never, ever, never. Remember what Paul said about planting and watering? That's just the work we do by faith. That increase comes by God. And anything that we do here, we have nothing to boast about. Nothing. When we talk about how good we've got, we're not good as far as the standard of true goodness. Because that standard is before our God. Our good is because of the blood of our Savior. God is the one who's going to give the increase. And so we're going to work. We're going to share, have fellowship with one another, being together as one. Love that song. That's what we're going to do. Because it's not about us. It's all about our God. He is the one that we work and worship. We work for Him. We praise His name. We magnify Him. Read Malachi chapter 3 and 4. You talk about magnifying your God. That's the whole purpose of His existence. And our existence before Him is to praise His name, to magnify Him. We get it all wrong when we start doing it to or for one another. It's all because of our God. And so it's not about how good or how much we've done. That's why I appreciated Brian's comments at the very beginning. It's about the blood of Jesus. And if we can understand this, brethren, when we can learn that it's all about our Savior, about our Heavenly Father, I believe then we'll continue to grow even more than we've already have as a kingdom of God's people living in this one area. Because we'll give Him the glory. Now, you have an opportunity, I believe, with your attitude toward this. You see, it, as far as new eras are concerned, it's always kind of exciting because you always think of the possibilities of what might happen. And then we might have reality set in. It's not like, oh, we didn't grow as fast or as much or as this or as that as, as we would have liked. Or maybe it might even be better for all we know. But the thing is, that new era feeling might go away at some point and then guess what? Same brothers and sisters in Christ. This time has moved on. What are we going to do then? Fifteen years in Fayetteville and it felt like, like that. Blink of an eye. So fast. God willing, fifteen years here, you'll put up with me and it'll be a blink of an eye. What's going to happen in the meantime? When that blink kind of takes its toll 24-7 and things aren't going so well among brethren, how are we going to help each other when we have differences? 
when our divisions that are right under the surface that we don't know about right now, possibly. I mean, our, our elders here are human, right? <laughs> they don't know everything, although they'll keep their hands to the pulse, so to speak. Things will happen over these 15 or 20 or 50 years, however long we're able to be together. This is an exciting time. We need to take advantage of this excitement. I can feel it. <laughs> I can see it. You've shared some of those things with me. And I pray that we will for the cause of our, our Savior. So what we're here is to labor for the Lord, to work together. What we're here to do is to strive together so that God will be the one that gives the increase. And if in fact we do that, we magnify His name through our fellowship with one another. Brethren, I hope you're ready. Because I am. I'm ready to work with you. And I hope you'll work with me. I don't see Jimmy here, Jimmy Hickman. Jimmy, if you're here, just let me know. <laughs> One of the things that I appreciate about Jimmy, the first time I saw him, he says, Mitch, wherever you go, whether for Bible studies or go visit with brethren in the congregation, call me up. I want to go with you. Brethren, that invitation is for every one of you. That we can go together. That we can encourage each other in the work of the Lord this way.